You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Welcome to episode 177 of the Collabcast. It is it is Friday, August the 10th, 2018. Welcome to week two of Asian August. Uh, my name is Marvin Yeh. I'm Minji Chang. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at Asian American and pop culture. And in this most Asian Americanist of pop culturist month, we Huzzah. have watched Crazy Rich Asians so many times, and we are still excited for the next one. I still love it. <laughs> I actually love it more than I did the first time. <laughs> uh, Minji and I both watched the movie twice this week. Um, Minji actually got to go to the premiere. La premiere. The jade carpet premiere of Crazy Rich Asians at the um, TCL Chinese Theaters, which... You know, for the first time, it's actually a fitting venue for very much so. Well, the last time we went to a premiere there, Marvin, do you recall? I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there. No. Then you count yourself there. lucky. <laughs> I was there for the premiere of the you, international. You went there to witness uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, and save the, China. The Great Wall. <laughs> it was the global premiere, mind you. That's the last time I was there for a premiere. Well, I'm sure this one is much was much more glamorous and fashionable. Did you see? Did you were you able to see Nora? I didn't see. I, 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 when I saw her, she had already changed out of it. The internet is going crazy over her gown. What the pink one? Yeah, everyone what? loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I've been reading fashion. Do you blogs love? I was just day. gonna say, Marv. Like, what? I didn't know that you were a who's well, who of who's wearing since, what. Well, because someone forgot to invite their partner in crime to the premiere, I had to follow the hashtag. All had morning no long. ability to follow <laughs> to invite my partner in crime. Would have totally obviously. <laughs> Even over the boyfriend, don't tell them, but like it's on air now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was. It looked amazing. Um, I know um, you were. You didn't know it was going to be that big, did you? Well, okay. Th- um, so many mixed messages. Okay, <laughs> like I'm. Okay, long story short, you would have dressed up more. Oh if hell you thought, yeah! So. I would have worn a freaking peacock <laughs> gown. Okay, I would have rented the runway like hardcore. I would have upped my budget, like doubled it for this. Okay, <laughs> but I did not know. So I just they said business attire. Okay, and I dressed it up by doing like a lacy camisole, but I still wore slacks. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to wear a gown. <laughs> I was not informed that this was like a gown event. <laughs> I should have done it anyway. I mean, really. Mm. What was I thinking? It's all right. Yeah. Well, needless to say, the movie holds up to multiple viewings. Yes. My opinion. So is Mindy's opinion. Yeah. And we're both critical in different ways. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a very solid, cute, yeah. fun rom-com. I mean, there are movies where I'm like, I've seen this once. That's enough. Yeah. There's and tons of movies. Like this is way. the type of movie where if I see it on TV, I will stop and watch. Yeah. You know? I will. <laughs> Who's your favorite? My favorite? Uh-huh. In the movie? Yeah. I mean, I love Constance's character, of course, because she is us, Asian Americans. <laughs> um, I feel seen. 
Aquafina. Yeah, thank you. She kills it. Mm-hmm. She is going to have her own like comedy movie soon. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh, everybody knows this is the this is the era of Aquafina. And Henry Golding just so charming. <sighs> that man. <laughs> Dreamboat. And his wife. I'm sorry. Well, I got to meet his wife. Mm-hmm. She's another, oh, no big deal. No, just you know, she. Well, Gemma just, Chan. Just, just drop that over there. She's just like Gemma Chan is a human swan. That's how I keep describing her. <laughs> and I think his wife, Henry Golding's wife, is like a human, like, like, like a doe, like an elegant, like deer. Did you hear the story graceful. where he had to like dip out of their honeymoon to come screen test with Constance? Stop it! And she let him. Wow. Because it was a big deal. Supportive wife. <laughs> Honestly, if I was, I would have been like, yeah, babe, go get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go pretend to kiss another woman on our honeymoon. Well, you know, do I get a house? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's an uh, occupational hazard, okay? I would know what I'm getting myself into. But we're not here to talk about, well, we're here to talk we, about we crazy We already did talk. But we're not here just to talk about crazy rich Asians, although we will talk about it more next week when it comes out for real. Yes. Um, but we are here to talk about Another big movie that's coming out next week on August the 17th to all the boys I loved before. In fact, Minji and I talked to the star of that movie, Lana Condor, um, and we'll be featuring that uh, that interview uh, after the break. Totally love Lana. Totally love this movie. It's, and you will hear me gush. <laughs> it's the summer of we got our adult rom-com and now we have our teen rom-com. Adorbs. Yeah. Adorbs. I'm just still really jealous. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that I have it now in my universe, but could have really used this when I was about 16 years old. Do Netflix movies get a premiere too? I think they should. They always screen them, you yeah. know, like I don't know if they go as big as like a theatrical release. I know. I feel like they, they should. should. I feel like they should have like a big Netflix like, has family. like over 130 some million subscribers. I think that warrants a little party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, hopefully by next week we'll know how the movie is tracking if it's gonna like hit or exceed i'm sure it's gonna exceed my prediction is gonna exceed expectations yes um but I predict i too predict um so. according to john john m chu the director of crazy rich asians there's a ton of movies currently just on the bubble waiting to see how crazy rich asians does before they get greenlit and i'm excited because um i know you've been reading pachinko mm-hmm. have you finished it yet i'm so close <laughs> well i'm in the last few pages it just got picked up to become a series by apple it's that's okay see that's a korean drama i'm gonna watch it's been a minute but i'll watch that are you sure you're not gonna want to be in it i want to be in it and i'll watch it as well because like there's <laughs> things i'm in that i don't like watching either i'm sorry no i watch everything <laughs> so a lot of great things down the pipe who would i play <laughs> sorry i'm making this about me you can be uh, <laughs> Um, I'm not fluent enough in Korean. I'll learn. It's cool. I don't think it has to be. It could be like one of those like, like Marco Polo where everyone just speaks English. Right? I was like, if we do, I mean, I mean, (laughs) I'd be okay with that. (laughs) It's to reach a bigger audience. Well, there's also the third generation where there's more English speakers too. This is true. You could be Phoebe. This is true. Mm -hmm. You could be a good Phoebe. She was actually, did you get the Phoebe yet? She at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was what I had. Like I, I was imagining you oh. when I was reading that role. Now I have to read it all over again, like envisioning <laughs> myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, totally excited and um, looking forward to the future. Yeah, the it's future's like, looking it's bright. It's like the one piece of hope I have right now. 
in our world. Where everything else is tariffs and dumpster (laughs) fires and actual fires. But yeah, without further ado, here is our interview with Lana Condor, the star of To All the Boys I Loved Before. She plays Laura Jean Songkovi. Um, We talk about um, the movie, how she got started acting, and also her upcoming role in Deadly Class. Um, Such a bright future. Yeah. And so when we come back, we talk with Lana Condor. Get ready to fall in love. The Collabcast is a production of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. You can learn more about Collaboration and our programs by going to the website at www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from our Asian American community. If you like this program, check out some of our other great shows, such as Saturday School, Books and Boba, The Callous Bruce, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, and more. You can listen to and learn more about our shows by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. You're listening to The Collabcast. We are here with our guest, Lana Condor. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> she is the star of the upcoming Netflix original movie, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, based on the book of the same name by Jenny Han. Shout out to Jenny Han. Woo woo. We love her. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. coming down to our studio here in this Los Angeles heat wave. Oh my gosh, of course. It's flash traffic. It's hard. I was like confused. I got I got super duper lost like rounding the back of Los Angeles and I was like, well, I'm either gonna make it or or I'm just <laughs> gonna, gonna drive. Gonna happen, <laughs> but I'll be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but we have GPS now, so we would have found you. Yeah. We would have made it like a Find my iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sur- search and rescue. Well, we have your publicist here, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it took too long, we would have sent out a rescue party. <laughs> yes. That's part of the job. <laughs> you bring in interviewees and then find them. They yep. Get yep. Lost. yep. That's the story <laughs> of our relationship. Well, the first thing we like to ask our guests is, um, what are you into? What are you, are you watching anything? Are you reading anything? Listening to anything? I am currently on my eighth time watching New Girl. Ooh. Oh. Like, New Girl is my life. I can quote it all. I think, it, I think that show is amazing. So I'm rewatching. For the eighth time, New Girl. <laughs> I just finished for the first time The Office, oh, which wow. I'm way late on the bandwagon. But oh, Lon- I just I love know. you so much more. And I already <laughs> did. It's so good. Yes. Like, Maybe she just went back and watched The Office for the first time. Too. No, and then since then, I watched it another two yeah. times. Since oh then. yeah, it never get, it never gets old. No. It's fabulous, and and like these characters become your friends. Mm-hmm. And when um, Steve Carell when he left, it hurt. I I got to show you this picture after. I was so <laughs> heartbroken. Like my eyes were like that puffy. Like yeah, I'm like bawling and stuff because these are your friends. There and, are they, and they leave you. There are family. And I had this whole recognition with, with like collaboration with all of this stuff that we do with Asian America. It's my 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 little uh-huh. version of The Office. And it was happened. It just happened to coincide with. My resignation from my post, oh. and so when Michael left, oh my god, that hit I, you! I was a wreck. Like, yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it does. So I'm I'm thankful when people understand the pain. I know yes. we're interviewing Lana here, but I do have to ask you: Who do you? So what do you? Uh, now that you watch both The Office and Parks and Rec, which um, do you uh, relate to more? 
I still relate. I think I'm more Leslie Nope, but I just I I love both shows and they're yeah. such good ensemble cast. It's so good, and I I don't know. I watch. I think I'm starting to watch The Office more. Oh, yeah, yeah. So who's Which the who, who's so who's good. who's the Dwight in our office? Ooh, oh, that's that on a, air. Such a good question. <laughs> I can't put that on air. Put me on blast. That, that means it's me. No. <laughs> yeah. I would say that to your face. I love <laughs> Dwight, Marv. I love the episode where Dwight is trying to teach everyone a lesson about fire safety. Oh, my God. And so he's like, smoking kills, but today it will save lives. And, he and, puts the thing <laughs> and it like explodes, and then he's like, oh, my God, there's a fire. <laughs> And everyone freaks out. <laughs> and Angela's like, save bandit! <laughs> That's the best part. I think we need to have an office viewing party. Yes. I think that would be a good thing for the world, like for yeah. humanity. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. no wrong could come from that. The office rewatch <laughs> podcast. We'll start, we'll start one. I yes. think so. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so good. Lonnie will be our first guest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Lana, how so, does, how does it... it? <laughs> Oh, and I'm reading um, The Death of Miss Mrs. Westaway by Ruth War. She wrote um, The Woman in Cabin 10. I think I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. She does a really good job, and she's kind of like, she's kind of, she writes kind of like, um, crap, um, who's the author? Um, I'm going to embarrass myself. Who's the author who is the female mystery writer that everyone is upset um, It's on the tip of my brain. It's, um, is she like an old-timey one? Yeah, or? old. Yeah, old. like famous. Agatha Christie? Yes, she okay. writes very like people are saying she's our Agatha Christie the of new, today. New age, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I do like a good mystery. Oh, she's incredible. Yeah. So if you ever, she has three books out, and they're all amazing. Ooh, awesome. are you? Do you read physical books? Are you a Kindle person? Oh, I read physical books. Okay, I love. They're my pages. friends. Mm-hmm. They're my friends. And then <laughs> the office are my friends. And my books are my friends. I don't actually have any real We're friends. getting to know you really well. No, that's great. Though. I mean, I think that it's like, I, I think it says a lot about people personally. I'm just being total snob here and outing myself. But I love people who like actual books. I agree. Because it's something about the completion and it's like a process. Yes. I just think it's And you, you're so, you're proud. Like when you yeah. finally close mm-hmm. it, you're like, I did that. It's done. Yep. <laughs> I just like owning things. <laughs> yeah. Putting them on my shelf. Yeah. So people can see all the yes. books that I've read. Yeah. Yes. Like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I kind of, I'm kind of sad that now that we're getting into stream, speaking of Netflix, streaming and owning digital copies, I don't, mm. I can't show up my I DVDs have, anymore. Yeah. I know. I was actually thinking about that with Tall the Boys. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I would love to have a DVD copy, but I don't know, like, if that's a thing or... I think you'd still have it, especially for commemorative purposes. But, like, I yeah, it does sadden me a bit. Yeah. I mean, if it's good for the environment, all that stuff, great. That's true, that's <laughs> but true. But it makes me sad. Because I'm looking at my DVD collection, and it stopped circa, like, 2010. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's a phase out, and you're just like, well, I'm watching everything on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> this is my movie theater. Although I will say, like, streaming is killing it. Mm-hmm. Netflix, um, Noah, who plays my co-star um, in Tall the Boys, he put it so perfectly. He said that Netflix is a disruptive force within the industry mm-hmm. because it's shaking what, you know, filmmakers and studios think. Like, Netflix is – no other studio has that wide of a reach because right. it has a – like over 120 million subscribers. I think it's like 130-something million. In 190 countries. Like, yeah. yeah. So their reach is so far and wide, and it is disruptive, and they're pushing out content all the time, and for kids and for older people, I'm like, everything. So, but, yeah. yeah. Definitely taking chances that other 
conventional or like traditional mediums couldn't or they weren't willing to do. Yeah. They're like, or oh. just didn't have the money to do it, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of argue, well, like for me, I'm learning more and more about how it actually worked. I think there's always been a lot of money. It's people that are very, I mean, it's mm. business. So they're like, well, we don't know if that's going to work. Oh, an ensemble female cast? No. And then Orange is the New Black comes up. And right. Like, <laughs> did you see Ocean's 8? I did. did. I did. You love it? I loved it. I and loved I, it. I, I, Aquafina was my favorite. Totally biased. Oh, she's amazing. She's so good. Oh, she's so yes. good. And what's so amazing is that she totally, completely held her own. And like, there was, she's acting next to like the greats. And Sandra you would Bullock. never, ever think that she's not one of the greats. Right. You know? Yeah. She did such a good job. She's like the noob out of it. But I was like, yeah. yes, girl, yeah. hold mm-hmm. it down. Mm hmm. Well, she's been in a couple films now. She's going to be in Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. and um, we've had the um, the fortune fortune privilege. To, uh, privilege. The privilege. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you the watched fortune. Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, I read the book. I haven't seen. You a gotta screen. get her <laughs> into that screening. But Aquafina kills it there too, and she's she's like on this um like what Melissa McCarthy was on like a couple right. years ago. This like every single small piece she gets, she owns. Right. And we're like maybe two three years out from her just being. The it comedy person. I'm going to call it now with like streaming, like we're saying, like the reach and the impact and being able to see how much people engage. I call less than three years. (laughs) I say that's I feel like we're seeing her name everywhere. So I do think it'll be sooner. You know, like if not, she's already like she sticks out when you think of women in comedy, at least I think of Aquafina for sure. Yeah, I, I met that. her one time and I was like, because we were at this this event together and I walked up to her and I was like, hey. <laughs> I think I said something stupid like, oh, I, I'm in the ma- this magazine with you. <laughs> and she was like, oh, great. And I was like, okay. What bye. magazine were you in with her? We did um, Core, uh, Asian oh, Media. Oh, Core Asian Media. Yeah, Very together cool. and... I, w- I she's just so cool. I wish I was at her table because her table was like the best. You could tell like that's the table you wanted to be at because everyone was laughing and having she a great time. That night, right? I think yeah, so. she got recognized yeah. for something. That's well. Speaking of rising stars, we're like all fangirling over. Yeah. We love Nora, but I I can't spoil the movie. Yeah. I want to. I know, me too. But I loved it. Yeah, and I was. Genuinely, I think I messaged you after because he Marvin like helped me get into that screen. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, and then and I wasn't because like Minji is a rom com fanatic. Mm-hmm, she know. loves rom coms, yes. and I know she holds them. She's also very like persnickety. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say snobby about it. But, Shut up. Um, yes, yes. Um, she's she's like in another life. She'd be like a really like high-end like film critic or something that's what my dad called me since i was <laughs> really? a little kid he's like okay my little film critic like <laughs> he turned off the tv because i'd watch things and be like why'd they cast her yeah 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 and i'm like eight so i was on like i was on pins and needles like just waiting for her like oh my god and I was her like, reaction it's so cute <laughs> that's what everyone has been saying it's so cute that's what i've been getting a lot and i think that it's hard because i watched a lot of rom-coms so i can say with certainty like it's a lot of ways that you can kind of be a little too cheesy or mm-hmm, like absolutely. and i just i yeah i can't spoil it but like i'm like and when this happened i know but it was just it was very full of heart and i applaud you so much oh, because you. you did such a great job ah, in speaking thanks. of like holding your own like you held that lead role like thank you so much handled it <laughs> signed sealed delivered i was like damn i was so nervous because i before that well i did like the whole thing so i went in for pre-reads and then 
for the actual audition and for callbacks and then producer sessions and then directors and chemistry reads and I got cast and then chemistry read again. So it was like this whole really long process and I I was super nervous because I've never, ever, ever been a lead before in my life and that responsibility is like you kind of set the tone for how your co-stars will like act on and off camera and like I didn't my stamina like I just didn't even know like I wasn't I just kind of threw myself in and just figured I would I would somehow swim but I was so scared I was really 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 scared and it turned out like we had an amazing time and the cast was really great because we all got along really well and I think it's very rare to find a cast that you get along with everybody. Yeah. Because there's always, for at least in my experience, there's always one that you're like, eh, we probably wouldn't click outside of work. Right, right, right. You know? But they're all so amazing. And so I was really nervous, but mostly because I wanted Jenny to be happy. <laughs> of course. You I know? Mean, you're like paying, you're bringing her book her right. thing to life. And I feel like, because like, Two and a half years ago, she had posted on her Instagram, like, a repost of a picture of me where I kind of looked like Laura Jean. And she didn't say anything about Laura, but she was like, oh, look at Lana. Um, So great that this young Asian girl is coming in the industry, blah, blah, blah. So she's planted that seed for me to be Laura Jean, like, two and a half years before I even, like, went – or maybe three. Like, right when I was cast in X-Men. Was when she planted that seed. How did she? How, so how did you and Jenny know? Because she's an author. She's an author. Well, I think she was just following like Asians in film and television. Yes, Jenny. And then she <laughs> and she was so smart. And I remember asking her, "Hey, do you remember when you posted that picture of me like two and a half, three years ago?" She's like, "Yeah, I did that on purpose." So it all works. <laughs> like it all works out. Like, like, I knew. <laughs> it like the stars aligned, but this is all pre. Predestined. <laughs> yeah, she already had it. Good job, Jenny. She's well, so good job smart. casting. She's a great casting director. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she was at the screening that I was at. Um, mm-hmm. the, I guess that was one of the first screenings. I think it they, was. They did, um, yeah. like, not pr- publicly, but like showing the movie for the to privilege, people. Marvin. It's okay. And <laughs> she was telling the story about how, like, she had to fight to keep the character Asian when she was first writing the book, and she fought to make sure that the Asian woman was the model for the cover of the book. And right. everyone was telling her how it was a bad idea, that it wouldn't work. And then she ends up becoming a bestseller. And mm-hmm. this this book is super popular. I remember going, um, after watching the movie, going and kind of checking out the hashtag. And, like, there's so many people yeah. that are anticipating this movie. Yeah. It's a lot of talk about this, which is, like, Marvin helped bring it on my radar. And I just feel mm-hmm. like all I wish was that I was, like, Jenny's sidekick. <laughs> and I was, like, her shade thrower. Like, I would fight people for that. You know, yeah, because it's, like, really, right now, still, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I would, Jenny, I don't know you, but I know you. <laughs> and I love you. I love you, and I appreciate you and your work. And I would yeah. have fought people for you, just letting you know. I think it's so amazing because it's, like, everything that she went through and now she's here and Mm -hmm. she has her movie coming out on Netflix and it's her book is such a success and her fans are so deeply loyal like it's kind of kind of like in your face like ha I told you so it's a great it's a great I don't even know what the term is we need to think of a term triumphant I want like no. it's like the great clapback. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. I was it's like, the it's, there's so. a word. It's like yeah. I told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, I just wanted to know, like, so you said that, like, I want to kind of dive into the fact that you said this was the first lead you ever had, mm-hmm. and it was, and so you never auditioned for a lead before. And I think it was maybe I'm like taking words out of your publicist's mouth. No, no, no. Yeah, but what's um, the story behind that? Well, I, 
have auditioned for like prior to that I had auditioned for you know mo- many leads like you know you always get auditions and they're like lead or like kind of lead or something yeah. like that yeah. um but none that I think I none that I think I fit well and partly is because I just don't really see Asian leads like they don't want that or I haven't seen that a lot come like across my email so I've gone out for leads, but I never thought that the leads I've gone out for would actually even be a possibility of me booking. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in and try my hardest. It's a bit of a, bit of a reach. Yeah, but I it, it kills me when I go into these audition rooms when it's just like me and then just a sea of blue-eyed blonde girls. And I'm sure you can relate. And mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're like, okay, why am I here? Am I here because I'm trying to – um, change the casting director's mind, mm-hmm. or am I here because I'm trying to fill a quota? So they say that they're open to all we ethnicity. We tried, <laughs> and it just didn't work. And it it's just it's hard for me. And I got to the point where I kind of was like, I know it's important to go in and keep fighting and change their minds, but at the same time, like they really have to be open for it because sitting in that room is is nerve wracking, and yep. you're like, it's discouraging, yep. and. The other girls are looking at you kind of like, well, surprised that you write down the character that they're all auditioning for. You're like, what's this girl doing here? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you can go in confident and you're like, ha, I'm going to f*** all up, you know? <laughs> or you're just kind of like, why again? So this was the first lead that when I got the email, I was like, I, I can do this. Like, hands down. I, I for you. told myself, yes. I was like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. No one else can take it for me. And... So this is the first lead that I, you know, kind of felt confident that I had the chance to actually be cast. That's amazing. I love hearing that. And I definitely know that struggle. And we've heard a lot of like collaboration. We work with a lot of different creatives in not just film and TV, Mm -hmm. but also with music and dancers and whatnot. And there's a lot that goes into just putting yourself out there, period. And when it's like, (laughs) you feel like there's not even a semblance of me in that. Yeah. how do I? How do I? <laughs> I mean, it also goes to show the importance of writing characters of color yeah. or diverse characters. And and it's a good celebratory way because it's not, this is not, it, it is Jenny's clapback. I'm not going to take away from that. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just a great movie. And it's a great, yeah. it's a fun yeah. story. Anybody, I think, everybody, <laughs> not just, you know, young women or old women, whatever, but we, we can all relate to like how we felt about people we cared Absolutely. about. And like you take us through that story so well. Absolutely. And I think something that's so important about To All the Boys I've Loved Before is that she is an American girl, you know? So if you, you could, she's your girl next door. So you could technically put any race into as Laura Jean mm-hmm. and it would work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the fact that her, you know, her mom is Korean and everything, that is why I think, and Jenny, she's Asian, but I don't think it's like in your face, like, oh, by the way, let's let's all remember that the lead is Asian. Let's all yeah. remember that. Like, it's yeah. not in it's your face there. about it. It's there and it's normal. And then you're watching it and you f- forget that. You're like, oh, I'm like that. Yeah. Whoever you are. And I think, I do think it's kind of universal, especially for like young girls and I I was I do this bad thing where I like watch YouTube videos like of reviews on like mm. teasers or like reviews on casting and I go down a dark hole. hole. It's a I can't stop though and a lot of um, what were they what was my train of thought a lot of people who were reviewing the teaser trailer were like 
oh my god the idea of all your secret like love letters getting out is horrible and they all could relate to it and they weren't even Asian you know <laughs> like so I'm like yeah and Jenny said it really well in our screening she goes uh, Asian girls can fall in love too <laughs> you know what I'm saying FYI FYI but it, it's super universal and like everyone can relate to it and there was one girl that I was watching on YouTube who said that that actually happened to her before so she was like this is really tr- she was like this is a really triggering movie I don't know if I can watch this <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm glad that I grew up pre social media, like Facebook. Yeah, and stuff. that would have been really tough. Yeah, I had my brother read my diary out loud. What? Po- Why? Why? Because he's my older brother, and apparently that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> oh wow! I was totally <laughs> large. Like I was like, I wrote letters and mm-hmm. I wrote song lyrics and I wrote. Mm-hmm. And they were revealed. <laughs> and by one person, but it was bad enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, through collaboration, we've always – we've been following Asian American arts for a long time. We, all, we were always trying to figure out how do, we, how do we break through. And I don't know about you, but I didn't expect our, like, way into the mainstream to be through rom-coms. And, mm. like, They're it's become – the best, Marvin, because you're, you're, you're <laughs> downplaying <laughs> – when Harry met Sally, and I argued that with you for the last six years. But, but now with like Crazy Rich Asians and yeah. To All the Boys Love Before coming out the same week. And also this the past this past month set it up, which you know was the Asian was, you know, the, Lucy Lu Lucy Lucy Liu was the secondary mm-hmm. kind of story, but it was like everyone loved their relationship more yeah. than the actual like main characters. Of course, yeah. Like this is like we showing that Asians can also fall in love is how we show that we're human too, I guess. Yeah. How does it feel to be part of that like wave of rom-com heroines? It's so awesome. And every time I talk about it, I get choked up because like <laughs> I like after our screening that we went that I we were at Netflix and I was so overwhelmed with like emotion because <laughs> I like I just never thought I'd be put into a position where like I could show other Asian actresses and girls and any ethnicity that they can actually, you know, be the lead in something and have people enjoy it. And so it was just like I keep every morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. And, like, if I can do just even the smallest thing to help the industry kind of open up a little bit more and and include more – diversity and everything that I think I I would be so 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 happy it feels crazy though I'm like so I'm like nervous and excited and scared all at the same time like really scared but it's good well I'm just letting you know you are doing it so I think that's incredible and for you to honestly there's there's different feelings that people have around that responsibility Mm -hmm. because it's it's a big deal right like feeling that representation matters is one thing but then to kind of be in some in some way like the trailblazer or be somebody mm-hmm. who has that responsibility placed on them maybe mm-hmm. against their will or you know like there's a lot of artists that we've talked about where they're like and it makes sense and I don't judge them it's like I just I don't want to be like the Asian blank like mm-hmm. I just yeah, totally. want to do my thing I just want to be mm-hmm. funny I just want to make people cry whatever it mm-hmm. is and so it is a big thing to to just embrace it you know yeah. and I think that's really great and then also not let yourself be like too bombarded by that like oh yeah yeah, absolutely let me fly (laughs) absolutely absolutely i think um i'm good friends with hayden cito and he's he's the sweetest guy ever and he we kind of talk about this all the time because he is blazing trails left and right and he's so incredibly talented we actually just we did a movie together and um 
he just texted me the other day and he was like, hey, by the way, like, I think what you're doing is amazing. And like, you just just keep doing you like, don't be too stressed out about, you know, and I'm and I'm not too stressed out about it. But he's just like, keep doing you live your life, you know, <laughs> good, you know, good so, friends and sounding boards. Yeah. yeah. Do you girl. Do you girl. Yeah. <laughs> Love. So I wanted to um, dig into your your background, your yeah, origin story. Absolutely. Um, so you are adopted from Vietnam. Yes, I am. Um, how was that? And also, where, your, where did you grow up? Yeah. I total. I I think I understand your question. Um, so I was born in Vietnam, and then my brother and I. My brother's not my biological brother, but we are at the same orphanage. We got adopted, and I was four months, and he was eight months. Oh, wow. And my parents had originally. Um, they had gone to China and it didn't work out and they had gone to all these different baby homes. But they said that is the hardest thing to do because you want to take them all. Like yeah. you want to just take all the babies. Um, but so we were their last stop, their last or their last like orphanage stop before they were going to kind of go home to Chicago and re like kind of reevaluate everything because adoption is really, really – it's a hard process. And they immediately – fell in love well with me and then my brother it's like what i like to say but it was probably not like that yeah that's like when twins say i was born a second earlier i know i know chosen i know well well because i was being super cute in the crib and then my brother was like being you know trying to get my my parents attention and so they were like we have to have that one too because i think they originally just wanted a baby girl and they were like they left with two. Yeah. <laughs> and so at, so they had to go back to America to, like, get all the paperwork done. And then they came back to pick us up. And we moved to Chicago. And I lived there for, like, six years. And then we moved to Washington State. And I lived there for, like, six years. And then I moved to New York. And then I moved to L.A. And, and now I've been here since. Um, and growing up, it's so funny because I didn't even realize – um, I was Asian. Like, I really didn't even realize I was Asian until I, like, sixth grade. Um, because kids are so, like, kind of colorblind. Like, or, like, just living their life. They're just living their life. They're not yeah. pointing out your differences, I think. So, at sixth, in sixth grade. Until middle school. Until middle school. <laughs> and then middle school is like, hey. And How are I, you different from me? Yeah. And I remember, no, I think it was seventh grade. And I remember it was my first year in New York and I was at this like prestigious middle school and I came from public school and someone like called me the C word and like and I did had no idea what that meant and I went home to my mom and my dad and I was like what does this mean and they were horrified they're like what the who did this because it's like as a kid you're so innocent and you don't even know and then when I moved to LA and I came into the because my my parent my mom is Irish and my dad's Hungarian, so when I came to LA and I started auditioning, I always say I've never been more aware of my Asianness or my femaleness since starting working in Hollywood. It's a special wow. place. For, it's a special um, place. <laughs> holding up a specific mirror. Yeah, absolutely. To but, certain parts of your identity. Yeah, but growing up it was great. Like my parents always were super open and wanting me to learn about where I you know, was born and wanted to talk to me all the time about if I had any feelings about being adopted or anything like that. So we had a really open, like, relationship and and it was really beautiful. But sometimes I do feel – I think – it's hard to articulate it, but sometimes because of the way that I 
was raised, I sometimes feel a little bit uh, like ostrac. Like I don't know mm. how to say it. Like I don't know. Like I I don't know how to say it. But I I I I don't know. Like how to I I don't know. I, I mean, don't, com- like com- compared awesome. to like compared to who like. Well, um, I guess I get nervous because I want to you know be myself and represent who I am and sometimes because I didn't grow up in your stereotypical Asian mm-hmm. household people don't think that I can relate to their experience mm-hmm. if that makes sense it's there's a lot of gatekeeping too sometimes when it comes to like you know the Asian struggle of pursuing the arts right, right. or it's something that I wasn't allowed to <laughs> like yeah right or just um I remember not having these exact thoughts, but knowing that, like, yeah, my, my white classmates had it a lot easier back home. Like, they can bring home right. social grades and still right. be yeah. totally fine. They could bring <laughs> friends over. They could sleep yeah. over, please. I don't know. There's, like, these certain stereotypes yeah. that you're just like, oh, that's them and that this is me and this is... <laughs> my know. mom did re- read, like, I think it's, like, How to Be a Tiger Mom. Because uh-huh. <laughs> she was, like, trying really hard. <laughs> but I don't... Yeah. That's so sweet. And But the thing is, the funny thing is, in our discovery... In through collaboration because we work with so many different people and Mm -hmm. the great thing that I feel like my eyes opened up I grew up in the Bay Area Mm -hmm. very like specific experience very like Silicon Valley and then Berkeley and that's a very specific Asian American experience Mm -hmm. but in opening the eyes how many different like in every place in every person there's so much unique backgrounds and like we we try to like put it clump it together you can in certain ways but like yeah even amongst Asian families like i grew up amongst a lot of vietnamese families mm-hmm. and they had different struggles and different challenges compared right. to my family there there's layers there's something to be said about like cultural differences mm-hmm. um and but also there are common touchstones that um as as like a conglomerate of like asian americans were it's a political term right it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a, a bunch of different cultures yeah, well, yeah. even put together yeah. you're very asian american like your experience being adopted and everything and Absolutely. like what vietnam has gone through that's still like a thing that a lot of people don't understand or talk about mm-hmm. and i think that's even great that like the characters that you play are one thing but then mm-hmm. who you are as a person yeah. and you embracing that and that's mm-hmm. awesome no too. we've worked with adoptees too and Mm-hmm. That's a whole. That's a whole other culture. That's also very different depending on where you're right. from, where, where, from. Where, where your parents, what generation yeah. you're adopted from. Like we've yeah. learned, like yeah. everybody's learned so much, <laughs> yeah. and that's the part that like I love. I love fascinating. Like the same old, same old again. A doesn't apply. You realize more and more. That's not yeah. everybody's <laughs> thing. That's dumb and boring. Yeah, and, and I feel like, like there's, there's more diversity. There's more. Like we're we're getting into a time where. On, like adoptee stories are starting to starting to come out too. Like mm-hmm. you have your the Korean adoptees from like um like the the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and now you have you know, like Chinese and Vietnamese adoptees coming of age and ready to tell their stories too. Yeah. And and there's a lot of like I, I run a I run an Asian American book club and there are a lot of like adoptee stories coming out that mm-hmm. are from Asian American writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that movie that just came out, like it's about those three identical brothers that were separated at birth. I forget oh. what it's called. It just came out. And I, it up. I was like talking to my mom and she's like, oh, you have to see. It's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, but is that going to be really triggering? Because these three identical brothers 
were uh, adopted and separated at birth, and then they found each other randomly in life. They didn't. They didn't even know that each other existed. existed. And I was like, I feel like I'm. I'm gonna watch that, and then I'm gonna be like. I need to find my twin <laughs> sisters. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was the story of our friend Sam, who found her twin sister, who was adopted by a French family. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. if you know Sam Furterman, she's an actress. She's a Korean American actress. Um, is she, she? What? What is she in? She's in Twenty One and Over. She's in a um, bunch of YouTube skits, and she, I can't think of her filmography. Right now. I'm the worst. <laughs> but she made a whole documentary called Twinsters. It was on Netflix. I feel. Yeah, I think I know what she's you're talking. She's a phenomenal about. human being, woman, actress, all the things, and she found through YouTube. YouTube and like the internet and Facebook found out that she has a twin sister That's in France. So crazy. And now they're BFFs. That is like like my wildest <laughs> like n- nightmare slash dream. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, She's like, so I don't crazy. know yet until it happens and I don't know. I remember I when I was cast in X-Men, I a couple months after I was on Twitter and I never on Twitter and I opened up like my DMs and there was a DM from this man. Um, I forget his name. I already know um, like this. <laughs> no, no, it's actually, it's quite, it's um, uh, his last name was like Tao or something like that. Okay. And I remember being like, oh, I've, I've I think I've seen this name before, and I clicked it, and he said that he saw um, that a Vietnamese girl was cast in X-Men and that he was really excited because when he saw my last name, he recognized it. Um, And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, we saw it in the newspapers here in Vietnam, and I ran your orphanage. And he remembered my dad's last name from, like, you know, them adopting the me. And, and I was like, well, this is a – because my adoption story is out online. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, someone could, like, catfish me on this. So I asked him, hey, like, that's so crazy. Um, but you have to understand my hesitance with believing that you're this person. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling me what um, you gave my brother and I as as send away presents uh-huh. and he gave me a silk fan and he gave my brother like a little paper mache water buffalo and he said it and no one knows that like publicly yeah and i was like, like and he sent ones. me he sent me like the picture of the orphanage that's now shut down um but he was oh. like i'm really proud of you and like just so you, like i knew you when he knew me before my parents knew me you know so that was the <laughs> craziest experience so what you're saying is like the internet the powers of the internet yeah. will connect you to people that you didn't even know yeah like, and that story is amazing like i don't know you heard it here first maybe maybe the internet isn't such trash after all yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> well um i read that you first came to la as a dancer Yes. I danced, well, in New York, I danced at um, Joffrey and Alvinelli for years. And then I came to L.A. and danced at L.A.B. for a while. And then it hurts your body. (laughs) So I, and I don't, like, being a dancer is so, such an amazing career, but it's so specific and almost nobody can do it. Because it's like, number one, you have to have the perfect body. And then number two, it's a true gift to be able to be a ballerina. Mm -hmm. It just is. And so. Specifications. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And so I. I danced my whole life and that's how I got into like entertaining people. And then I realized I could entertain people like with my mouth, like speaking. And I was like, okay, we're done. Without destroying my body. (laughs) Without destroying my body. So yeah, but it it helped me. It's helped me a lot um, 
in like physicality wise, being able to move as an actor is so important, and you don't realize how many people can't move. I might fall into that category. <laughs> okay, why are you going to go to comedy? She's more of a freestyler. She doesn't do choreography. No, well, but no, even just like holding yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of people who I can't just hold themselves. Legit took a ballet class to work on that. Thing. To your posture, exactly. <laughs> and, and I hurt in places and that I didn't hurt. know. You have possible. no idea. Right? I was like. All right, so there's muscles there. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So it helped me like with that transition, but mm. I would, I would. My mom, her biggest dream for me is that I'll be in like a dancing movie. <laughs> I auditioned oh. for High School Musical four, Ooh. and I like went through the whole thing, and then I don't know what happened to it. But so, how did you discover acting? Um, my dad put me into a drama class because he thinks I'm dramatic. And I was like, Dad, stop. <laughs> you don't know me. And they <laughs> Let do me a monologue. <laughs> you do a monologue. Yeah. You don't understand the depths of my <laughs> I, I, like, actually, range of my soul. <laughs> yeah. So put me in a box. <laughs> F. But um, I just he, he made me do this drama class in high school. No. And then you're in LA, so I, f- I was like, well, everyone, everyone has commercial agents. So I went in to get my commercial agent, and I did like the freaking monologue, the Meryl Street. Mo- that's how green I was. The Meryl Street monologue <laughs> from Devil Wears Prada. Yes, for a commercial. Yes, <laughs> uh, like uh, that was like, ooh, but ooh. it worked. But I, but it worked. Yeah. But still, it was. So you know, yeah. they were looking for the Meryl Street. <laughs> they game, were, you know. <laughs> They were. That was their notes. Must 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 be able to pull Not off everyone can street. handle Meryl. So if you're going to be audacious <laughs> enough to like go for it, I was also like 15 too, or like 16 years old. I was like, screw it, <laughs> I'm going to do it. That's, That's exactly good. what gets you far in this town. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the confidence of like nailing your first one. That, that can carry you pretty yeah, far. Yeah, pretty far. <laughs> delusion. Like, delusion, oh. yeah, delusion. That was easy. Delusion and denial. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> it's waves. <laughs> it comes in waves. Well, I mean, that led you to this road to now becoming the lead of the next big Netflix original rom-com. And you also have some really great projects coming up mm-hmm. soon, too. You're yes. in um, Deadly Class, this mm-hmm. is sci-fi, which is based on the... Mm-hmm. You, you play, like, uh, an assassin girl. Yeah. So I'm shooting that. I'm gearing up to shoot that next month. And we're going to be in Vancouver for like five months, I think. And it's truly like that. Mm, oh, it's hard because I got spoiled because I had a great experience shooting to all the boys. But Deadly Class was on this whole other level. Like we worked with the cinematographer, the um, cinematographer who did Stranger Things and Girls and House Ooh. of Cards, and our director was amazing. So you're working with seasoned pros. So the cast is fairly new. The cast is fairly young, um, but highly, highly trained. So some of them just came out of drama school. So they ha- they're not jaded at all, and they're just so good. They're so like I like for me to say that I'm one of like probably one of the more experienced in the cast just in terms of just being in the game a little bit longer Mm because a lot of the cast had gone to drama school. Got a longer IMDb. The fact that the fact that I I don't have like a tiny IMDb page like says something. But I remember we were at our table reads and I was so scared because I'm watching (laughs) these like these cast members like, oh, my God, they're so. We're just and sitting I was like, at a table right now. I was like, they're so good. Oh, I'm going to die. Like, I was so, I was so, like, 
um, scared, but they, they're just so amazing, and I learn from them every day. And the cast is great. It's a really physical role, so I've been training a lot, and my body's broken. But the dancing has helped. Um, and now you're an assassin. And now I'm an assassin. It's kind of badass. And it's cool. And the Russo yeah. brothers are producing it. Yeah. Um, so you're working it, with Benedict Wong? Uh-huh, yeah. He's the greatest. Have you met him? I, we, I have not. I've watched interviews of him. He's such a hoot. Oh, my God. And I love the characters he plays. Yeah. So I can't tell you too much, but they're in the pilot. One of the first scenes is like, he's our teacher. He's mm-hmm. the headmaster. So one of the first scenes is like, you know, him giving a lesson, which is what teachers do. And I'm not spoiling anything because if you look it up on TV, <laughs> he's like the master Lin. So you would expect him to be teaching something. But he, when we were like shooting and he's giving us a lesson, we all really, truly, all the kids felt like, I'm learning how to act. <laughs> he is teaching me how to act right now. Like, he's incredible. You're in a master class, basically. Yeah. With Benedict Wong. And he calls himself Benny. He's like, hi, I'm Benny. And he's this huge, like, really strapping man. And then he calls himself Kublai Benny. Khan, for goodness sake. Yeah, and then he, he's, like, he's like, I'm Benny. And you're like, whoa, didn't sure expect you that are. coming out. <laughs> like, sure, you're Benny. He's great. That's awesome. He walked into, because um, the whole cast is, like, in their 20s. And so he found himself being one of the veterans. And he walked into the green room one day. And, all, and it, like, dawned on him in that moment that he's the oldest in the cast. <laughs> and he was like, how, how? How did I become this veteran <laughs> all of a sudden? He's like, my whole career. But I'm now way older than all of you. Like, it was really That's funny. Cute. He's That's really cute. awesome. He's like passing on the torch a little bit. Yes, to the new generation. New generation. Yeah. I love it. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh, can't wait for to work with him more. Very yeah. Cool. No, I'm looking forward to that to that show. Um, you, you also play, like, you're also love interest again in, in the show, right? Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, yeah. I'm the... Uh, love interest to the lead boy. Well, it's like a love triangle. Mm. So it's myself, and then it's always good for, to be in love triangle with an yeah. assassin. Yeah, nothing can possibly. Go nothing wrong. can go wrong. <laughs> oh my god! It's the, actually I don't know if you've read the graphic novels, but it's brutal. Mm. Like I actually, as I was reading the graphic novels, I was like, I would have to stop and like take a break because it's so dark. And so I was wondering, like, how are they going to be able to like pull this off for television? But they did a great job in the pilot, and I know they're making some modifications. Yeah, probably weaving in some like more comedy to like lighten it. Maybe maybe like more. They're trying to focus. My I don't know for a fact, but what I could say is I could assume they're going to focus on relationships versus violence. I mean, that's what people gravitate towards, and the violence is like a cherry on top or something, which kind of concerns me as as a society, but... All I know is I've seen the pictures of Lana on a kick-ass bike, so I'm I'm in. Well, the stunt coordinator, um, Dave McCumber, is incredible, and he can choreograph the most beautiful fight sequences. And so there's something to be said about a really good fight sequence where you're like, oh, I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I think they're, it, I think we're in really good hands. The team is really awesome. And I'm really excited to film it. I'm scared again because I'm going to be a lead. And but that's good. Totally opposite of Laura Jean. Like I was looking at <laughs> Saya and Laura Jean next to each other and I was like, <laughs> this isn't the same. Like, even I was shook. I was like, that's not the same girl. This is the expansion of your portfolio. This is your range. This is just Lana Condor humble-breaking saying she has range. Yeah, she yeah this range. is me. I have so much and range, I guys. It. I love it. <laughs> Shameless Own plug. Range. Own the range. Well, we're totally looking forward to just your 
trajectory seeing you on more of our favorite shows. And now that you have all these dream projects in, under your belt, mm-hmm. what's your next dream project? Um, I told my agent the other day that I would love to be in a horse movie. A horse movie? <laughs> Which is so random, but... Like a sea biscuit. <laughs> I like freaking want to be the jockey. No. Um, well, because I grew up riding horses and I love them so much. And mm-hmm. so I figured that would be awesome to be able I, to ride a horse in a movie. The other day met a genuine cowboy. Like he's friends with. Yeah. So I, <laughs> in Utah? In Utah. And and he he and his wife own horses. They yeah. have the Like they're mm-hmm. wealthy Utah people. But and, and it's just it's they're so majestic. They're showing me all their photos. I was I like, know. I would fall off that so fast. Is it? But if you're I mean, it's so beautiful. And I think that there's always like there's always gonna be great horse movies. Like I hope. There's it's some, an American like Yeah. So now we just the need fabric to, of America. Yeah. yeah. So you, so now, Asian American. I'm Asian I'm Asian American. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> that's my that's like my next that I would love to do because I truly have played like my dream like I'm so happy and and shocked that this happened to me but I before to all the boys my dream was to be the lead in a rom-com. And so now my dream is to be on a horse. <laughs> you heard it here. You know when it is If you're out there writing a horse story and looking for an Asian American lead. Yeah. yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> Would you want to do a, like a period piece or do you want to do like modern day? Or don't care. Just as long as Don't the care. Just need okay. a horse. As long as the horse is there. Cool. Yeah. You but heard the parameters go. <laughs> <laughs> like but, Western. But yeah. oh, but yeah. they're like having animals on set is so expensive. I, so I bet like a horse movie would be so expensive. Yeah. Right. But, but then at the same time, I think they're usually hits. So I think the people are willing. This is what I heard from like different writers. Like <laughs> it's hard to work with animals and children. Yeah. Obviously. And actors know that. But. There are certain animals like dog movies do well. Like people freaking yeah. love dogs and they, they do. love horses. So I think people will still there'll be plenty of people willing to take that risk. Well be on the lookout for Lana Condor. <laughs> horse. In horse horse master. Horse master. <laughs> um to all the ways love before is a Netflix original movie is coming out August seventeenth. Um, only on Netflix. Only on worldwide. Netflix. <laughs> worldwide. All 130 plus million of you out there. Yeah. I know. Be on the lookout for Lana in Deadly Class. In um, Alita Battle yes. Angel. Yes. Oh, that's coming out in December, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Future Horse. Oh, and horse Summer Night. Run. Summer Night with Hayden Cito. Oh, nice. Yay. That's the movie. We, we did an indie together um, in Georgia um, like a, a minute ago. And Georgia was great. Georgia was really hot. Um, oh, I was going to say, if it was a minute ago. We like, love Georgia. Yeah. We, we have a team in Atlanta that we, we love hanging out with. Them. Yeah. yeah. We did it in Fairburn, Fairburn, Georgia. Have you ever been? It's like mm. the. It's like. Like trucker, like, oh. like <laughs> I. Georgia. That was actually it was so crazy. I was shooting a scene outside um, for summer night, and this like redneck, like, <laughs> drove by. And goes, what's up, Pocahontas? I was like, all right. Mm. And then another thing happened to me where I was working in Georgia, and someone came up to me and asked me like how long. Ha-? They said like, oh, how long have you been here? And I go, oh, I flew in the other night. And they're like, no, like, how long have you been in America? And I was like, I need to leave Georgia. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go. We're done. I'm get, done. Get your act together, Georgia. I know. I know. Which is sad because I actually, I think the Geor- Georgians. They're nice people. Are really yeah. nice people. It's just, you know, one a time, one person will ruin it for everyone. Did huh? you go to a Waffle House while you were down there? I did. Mm. I did. It's 
everything you would imagine it to be. <laughs> I still haven't gone. I've been to Atlanta like it's five magic. times. I yeah, I need to get my priorities it's totally straight. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just uh, you know, I I'm ashamed. <laughs> like, I haven't no gone shame. Have you been to Roscoe's here in LA? Yes, I have. Well, see that then no shame. So I've yeah redeemed myself yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but I still need to go to Well, Lana, thank you so much for stopping by. And thank you for with having us. me. Yeah, this was so fun. fun. I hope that I hope I did it right. No, yeah, it was no. Great. totally great. You're yeah. best guest. Yeah. Oh, stop! This is great. Stop. So please. many, uh, so many, so many great stories. Yeah, you have to come back because you're gonna have so many yes. more projects. So this is the yes. beginning. Yeah, for sure. I'll go, I'll come back after um, Deadly Class and be like, Yeah, Yo, Benny and, and are now nice. best friends. <laughs> Love to have you and Hayden, you and, and Benny. And Benny. Yeah, let's... me, Benny. Me and Hayden. Oh, now that will be a long podcast. I'll be like, hey guys. We've been talking to Lana Condor. Check her new movie, To All the Boys I Loved You For, out August 17th, and all our other projects. Um, Where can people follow you? Um, if they on wanna, Instagram yeah. and Twitter and Facebook, it's about all my name, Lana Condor. Awesome. I'm never on Facebook and I'm never on Twitter. I'm, She's I'm like, sorry. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> but I'm on Instagram. <laughs> uh, great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that was our interview with Lana Condor. I miss her already. I do too. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll Also, her makeup was really on point. <laughs> Just letting you know. I'm sure we'll be seeing much, much more of her in the future. We're gonna, I'm going to hold her to her uh, promise to bring uh, Hayden in with oh, her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Benny. <laughs> yeah, and Benny. Um, thank you for listening to our chat with Lana Condor. Um, as always, you can reach the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, and uh, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. Uh, the interview was recorded at the Visual Communications office, where the Podcast Studio is located. Visual Communications, of course, is our, I guess, our sister organization um, who supports Asian American filmmakers and storytellers uh, through their programs like the Arm of the Camera Fellowship and the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Uh, special thanks to Travis the Trail for using the song Set Free for this month's intro and outro. Uh, fun fact, the song was written for my co-host. Aww. So my journey when you listen in to song. It, when you listen to it, just think things with Minji. It is my journey in song. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. Um, hope you're having a great Asian August. And don't forget, next week, Crazy Rich Asians releases wide. So buy your tickets and we'll see you in the movies. See you there. Bye. Bye. Her heart is hurting knowing well that it's alright. Cause life is more than just a memory. She said, it's time I'm ready to go. I'm leaving my tears on the side.